Hey everyone, so as you guys know, we are celebrating five years as a church. Woo -woo. Wow, five years. Yes, five isn't that amazing? Years. God has been good. God has been so faithful. Wow. So we wanted to have a series of conversations, you know, some riveting conversations, just the apostle and I. And so I guess we'll invite you guys in. So mm -hmm. when you think about how far God has brought us in the past, five years how do you feel wow five years so many so much i mean so many things god have done within the last five years uh looking back from where we started from from a class uh, from a, our living room small living room all the way to where god has put us now where we have a property where we are about to build a church for god within five years amazing i mean that is something that if you told me to write it, I wouldn't be able to write it. This is a pure, this is an act of grace throughout the, five, the first five years. God indeed have shown us his grace. Yeah. And so the first five years has basically been his grace. And to see how the ministry has spread all over the world and how people are traveling from far to come. Even from day one when we first started the church, yeah. people were traveling. So uh, to see such a uh, thing happening and God, we being the one God have chosen to do just very humbling yeah I think um, when I think about it my mind is blown every single time because you expect you know what God has called you to do to you know prosper to succeed but when I think about how far this message has reached I'm talking Bermuda I'm talking about parts of Afghanistan um, uh, South Africa, there's so many different places that the word has reached through KFT. It actually blows my mind to think that people know us in places that we've never ever seen and sometimes even heard of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that comes with the apostolic grace. I think when you are apostle, sometimes people think that it's just you establishing churches. It's even more than that. It's your yeah. name is within the kingdom. God yeah. began to spread your name all over the place. Yeah. And uh, it's a, it's a, it, it is a sign of the mandate that is upon us. It is an apostolic mandate and is to spread and to establish the kingdom all over the world. And yeah. I believe that God, you know, we, we, are, we are humbled, number one. Humbled and is an understatement. Also, we are also honored yeah. that God decided to choose us. I believe that God, you know, made a decision to choose somebody who was available mm -hmm. to start something new for the next generation. I believe that KFT is one of those ministries that God literally stepped in to say that I'm going to use this church to usher the new generation into another realm. So yeah, we, we just watching grace work. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I always think about how Paul told Timothy that if someone desires the position of an elder, that is an honorable thing. But I think what is even more honorable is that Many have desired it, many are called, but few are chosen. And so I always consider myself, and every time I think about it, I get teary-eyed because I'm like, wow, you chose us mm -hmm. out of 100 billion people on this earth. Oh, yeah. You decided that I want to use you two mm -hmm. as catalysts to, to spread my word, oh, yeah. to, to, to give people the mind of God. Mm -hmm. And to me, there's no greater feeling than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, many prophetic words came yeah. as what God wanted to do, but for, for us to see it this early, and that's why sometimes people think that you know we've gone to get some some magic or. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah, so, cool. in the past five years, what are some of the craziest things we've heard about ourselves? I mean, first, <laughs> the craziest thing I heard is somebody said that we went 
and kill like a goat or kill and put it under put it under the church or something like that. People think that we've gone to get some magic powers uh, to do what we powers. are doing. Powers. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I believe that you know this is this is God working. Yes. And I think you know people are so used to struggling in ministry and toiling and then toiling and toiling. But the God that we serve is not a God God of toiling. Better preach it, man of God. Okay. <laughs> the blessings of the Lord make us one rich and it has no, no sorrow. sorrows. So we, we we if we are truly doing his work, he then take over and do what he wants to do. Yeah. I believe God I believe that God is looking for availability. People mm -hmm. that will avail themselves to be used. And mm -hmm. if we avail ourselves and know that we know that it's not by our own doing. So we are not taking credit for anything that God has done. And if you see that kind of heart, he just, you know, he keep doing what he wants to do. Yeah. And he's bringing people, gathering people from all over the world. And if you even look at the book of Acts or the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost blew and it was like a whistle. Yeah. Which gathered the people together. Yes. And so this is the work of the Holy Spirit that we are seeing. Like you always say, it's the book of Acts continuing. Yeah. yeah. We are the book of Acts being continued. Yeah. This dispensation of the church for sure. Um, I know one crazy thing that I heard is like we're a cult mm. because people don't understand the whole Kaba 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 thing. Mm. They don't really understand why we pray so fervently. Mm. And I think uh, because people have become so religious, mm. they don't really allow God to do what he wants to do. Mm. And so our church because we are very free flow with the Holy Spirit based on the word and in the confines of the word of God. I think it's very hard for people to like comprehend what we do. We're not the typical. We don't look like the typical because, you know, I'm cute. You know, you know, <laughs> I mean, let it be known because I don't know why people think that when you are serving God, you got to look raggedy, ratchet, ashy. Like where in the Bible does it say yeah. he did come for the poor, but he came to change them even, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I don't understand those things. Another thing that I heard is we have a lot of girls in the church. Mm. Which, which is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. it, we do have some men. We have men as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually did our men's conference. Yeah. Uh, we have about, about 100 men that was there yeah. participating in what God was doing. Uh, I believe that in any ministry, if you can go all over the world, you realize that there are always more women than men. Shout and out is, to the women. Yes. This is something that is all over the world. <laughs> every church has more women than men. Yeah. Um, even in school. When you go into school, in every class, there are more women than men in our classroom. So this is something that is all over our culture. So it shouldn't mm -hmm. be anything that is surprising. Mm -hmm. We do have men in the church. We do have men of God in the church. We do have older people in the church. Yes, a I lot. One of our the, the most faithful, one of the most faithful members in the church is seventy-one years old. Yes, and she's been with us from from day one till now. Shout out to Mama P. Yes, and so we have older people. Mama Suzanne is older. Shout out um, to Mama Suzanne. Mama Beatrice is older. Shout out to Mama B. Mr. Jermaine is there. Shout we out have, to Mr. Jermaine. You know, we have older crowd. We have older people. Shout out, out to Mama Michelle and Mama, Mama Michelle, Melissa. Yes. Mama Michelle, Mama Melissa. Shout out to Mama Maggie, See, Mama Denise, the, the all of y'all. The list will keep going on yeah. and on. So um, I don't think people should see it. It's just that, you know, we, we live in a culture of pull me down syndrome. My God. Crabology, where it's like you put a lot of crabs in the basket. That one, when one is lifting, 
then the other crab will pull them down. And when people see that you are you are being lifted, they want to pull you down to a place where they are. And so that is what <laughs> we are seeing. I yeah. believe that you know you can't stop grace. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they have to understand that no matter what they are doing, they cannot stop what God is doing. You can't stop the hand of God. Yes. Period. You can't stop the hand of God. Because this is not the work of Pastor Dominic or First Lady. This is not us doing this. This is the Holy Spirit truly working. Because sometimes yeah. we come in to some programs, we see the crowds like, hey, what happened here? God no. literally is doing something. Give me bubble gut sometimes because yeah. I'm like, whoa, where did all these people come from? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> this is a real thing. And I think another thing, another misconception is that um, the church grew through like social media or something mm-hmm. like that. But little do they know that we have built an altar of prayer. Two prayer people got put together. Mm-hmm. And through that, God built it. And through the leading and the prompting of the Holy Spirit, he actually is the one who said, start on Instagram. I'm going to do a new thing there, you know. And so I see a lot of churches sometimes trying to think that there's a system to what is going on here. Little do you know, God decided to do this in his own imagination. I even heard we have a marketing team that we pay oh, for. Yeah, I heard that one, too, that we do have. We don't have a marketing team. We have men, young men, young women who are willing to do God's work and they are doing it. We have given them the freedom to be able to do it, to express themselves yes. and do God's work. And God is using their ministries to be a blessing to us. Yeah. Going back to um, the, what you were talking about um, concerning what you just mentioned. About how we... Um, to social media. Yeah, social you media. You see, one of the things that people need to understand is that you, you, when God calls you, you need to ask God for the prototype, what, mm-hmm. what how God is going to use you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of the things that we both knew was that we were both prayer people. Mm-hmm. And so from day one, we even established prayer warriors from day one. Which yeah. When we started, it would just be, to be about four people, yeah. five people. Oh, we and, got like 20 people. Yes, we got over 20 people mm-hmm. on the prayer warrior. And we've been praying from day one up till now. Mm-hmm. And so God gave us a prototype. Like, mm-hmm. this is the direction I want to use. Mm-hmm. By mm-hmm. answering our prayers, he gave mm-hmm. us a prototype that used Instagram at that time. Mm-hmm. Because that's where the people were. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- where else are the people right now? Everybody's on social media. Yeah. And so, but you, you can't just get up one day and just go on social media and think that you're going to have the same influence. Because remember, there's prayer backing in everything that we are doing. Prayer moves this machine. Oh, yeah. Prayer moves this machine. People don't understand. I was just talking to someone just yesterday, and I was telling her that the way I see it, even pregnant, Mm. most people don't understand, even pregnant, the way I see it is if I can fast, I am breaking down generational everything Mm. for my children, for the people who are in my church. Like, I am taking care of things through Christ. Christ that hopefully people behind me, and that's the breaker's anointing, oh, yeah. actually, yeah. because there's an anointing that only allows you to go forward. Mm-hmm. And then there's the breaker's anointing where you break down barriers and everyone mm-hmm. behind you can easily. Go through. Yes, yes, because anything that is not built on prayer, you see, when you, if you build a church on just social media, the enemy will scatter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if it's not built on prayer, if it's not built on the word of God, when the storm comes, you see, Jesus talked about building your house mm-hmm. on a rock. Mm-hmm. If you don't build it on those rocks, the, the word and prayer, it when the stand. storm comes, it will scatter the whole mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that people need to understand that this is the work 
of grace and this thing is being built on a solid ground yeah. on a solid foundation and going back to even praying as a as a as a woman that is pregnant is changing the mindset you see people think that well, when you are pregnant you just eat what is me no. and then but if you are able to do this you are change you are raising a new generation mm -hmm. you are you are you are changing the tra trajectory of mm -hmm. how people have thought about pregnancy mm -hmm. all throughout mm -hmm. and so uh, i believe that you know our generation is different uh, we are god is really raising a new generation mm -hmm. And I believe that that's the Joel 2 army, indeed, that God is raising for the next generation. Yeah, and before we move on, one thing that you mentioned um, that I wanted to highlight is understanding your part in what God has called you to do. Mm, I and like I that. think, yeah, I think that's one thing. We're very authentic in who we are. Mm. We don't try to be, we don't try to sound new, mm. and we don't try to sound old. Mm. We are exactly who we are called to be. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like what you just said. Yeah. Most people are trying to be like other people. You see, God gives an anointing and everybody is anointed for specific assignments. Mm -hmm. We knew what we were called for. And mm -hmm. if you look at the book of Judges chapter mm -hmm. 6, when the angel of the Lord met with Gideon, mm -hmm. he mentioned something. He said, oh, thou mighty man of valor. That yes. means that Gideon was mighty for war. Mm -hmm. Valor means war. Mm -hmm. And so the anointing that was upon Gideon was for warfare. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It wasn't for riches. And so you don't come and say, that, oh, thou mighty man of wealth. Mm -hmm. Gideon was not a mighty man mm -hmm. of wealth. He was a mighty man of what? Valor. valor. And so the same thing. We need to identify what we have been anointed mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. and stay there. Mm -hmm. Because God will bring those who need that kind of anointing. Mm -hmm. Remember, there are billions of millions of people all over the mm -hmm. world, mm -hmm. and so not everybody have the whole the whole answer. Mm -hmm. But there's something God places in us. And today we were listening to a man of God talking mm -hmm. about the gifts, mm -hmm. gift of men. Mm -hmm. Like God gave the church men, men. as gifts, yes. and those men He places graces in them, mm -hmm. and know that the church as a whole will need those graces. Very true. So you know the first lady carried this grace, mm -hmm. and so I will bring people mm -hmm. who need that grace to yeah. come under her, yeah. so that that grace can work in their mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. Oh, Pastor Dominic has such a grace. I'll bring such a people. Mm -hmm. And so if I change my grace, mm -hmm. if I say that, oh, I like the way someone else, somebody else yeah. prayed, so I'm going to switch my ministry to that person's ministry, mm -hmm. I will miss the people that God's supposed to bring. Mm -hmm. You understand? It's and, true. And so that is where we just stay in our lane. And a lot of people miss it. Oh, yeah. A lot of people miss it. There is no formula. There's no system. Mm -hmm. As much as even us, sometimes we're like, okay, someone asks us, how do we formulate exactly what is going yes. on? The only answer we can possibly give is grace, grace. you know? And the way God has even set it up to have five kids under five years old and have an able-bodied grandmother to be able to take care, you know, when we have to do things like this, that is a blessing. Yeah. So if you sit there and say, oh, I'm going to have five kids when your mother is not alive or your mother is not as um, active or she's not, you know, one of those grandmothers who wants to take care of her mm -hmm. grandkids, mm -hmm. then you end up missing the mark. You see, one of the things that I believe that uh, Grandma told my mother-in-law said, she said, this is my ministry. Mm -hmm. And I think this is, is a good place to talk about this, right? You may be thinking that taking care of children is not ministry, but it's a high level of ministry. High level. Because through what she's doing, many lives are being, being touched. touched. 
So when we get to heaven, it will be surprised people that kind of yeah. be, the type of people that will be getting some rewards yeah. that, that will shock people. Yeah. And some people must understand, especially to the mothers, you must understand that sometimes your whole life, your whole being, Mary, is to just birth Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's it. Sometimes your whole being, your whole life, your whole ministry itself mm. is to carry children and raise them up. Mm. And so they can be voices. Yes. And that's why it's very important that we are very in tune with what the Holy Spirit mm. says. Mm. Very, very in tune. Because if you're not in tune, you will miss the mark very easily. easily. And that is why even as a mother, there are some times where I rather go and take care of my child. Mm. And God in turn sees that the first ministry he gave to me, mm. I'm taking care of that. And so the things that I would fret about that maybe I'm missing out at church or I have to do some way, somehow he takes care of it. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. understanding your ministry. Oh, yes. And this uh, and I want to help a lot of women who are also helping their husbands. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has every woman have a call. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Your, yours may be taking care of your children mm -hmm. as your ministry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. See, don't try to be like somebody. Mm -hmm. This, you know, for, for us, what what God did is he put two called people together. Mm -hmm. You understand? And so it was it was it, it, that is how God made it. Mm -hmm. Now, yours may not be yours may be that you have the grace to be in the background. Mm -hmm. Don't push it. Which it's, is actually a huge blessing. That is, that is even harder work. Because Trust working me. things in the background, making sure things are done, is so hard. Yeah, yeah. Trust you know, me, I know. <laughs> which comes to the talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He's in the background and everything that we're doing. Yeah. See how we make, we're making reference to the Holy Spirit, talking about grace. And he's the most ignored person. Because you don't see you don't see what he's doing. Mm -hmm. You just need a revelation of what he's mm -hmm. doing, right? We, we, uh, Bible said in the creation, look at how it was created. Mm -hmm. He moved upon the face of the waters. Mm -hmm. And then when the voice of the Lord came, the Holy Spirit is what is who is a person that took the word yeah. and created whatever mm -hmm. was the Lord said. And so the work, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is very, very important. Mm -hmm. It's the it's it's hardest work because mm -hmm. you are the one, you are the power of God, yeah. right? You are the power behind everything that is being done yeah and so sometimes you know the work of a woman in a man's life is very very important mm -hmm. and, and I, I don't know it, it comes with a lot and i believe that there's a specific a special reward for women in heaven mm -hmm. because of the work that they're supposed to be doing but you know in the book of first timothy it even talks about it that women gain salvation through pushing out a child wow. Like, when I read that, I'm just like, whoa, let me have a whole bunch of these people. Yeah. You know? Because that's where your, 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 your joy, your happiness is your family. I don't care how successful a woman is, mm -hmm. right? Which I think this conversation is kind of switched, which is fine. Mm -hmm. I don't care how successful a woman is. When a woman lacks family, she's not happy. And so most women are very successful. They want to be married. They want children around. They want to have a, a place called home for them. Mm -hmm. Because literally, your true nature, the reason why God created you, is to build a family. Mm -hmm. Right? Because look, 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 um, look at the situation. I mean, look at the Bible. You see how many mothers, look at Hannah, mm -hmm. how through her, a whole prophet was raised mm -hmm. for the nation. Mm -hmm. You understand? So women play a very important role. Being the, gate, the gateway to this earth, mm -hmm. there's a special place for women in all about our world and mm -hmm. also in heaven i truly believe that women have a special place but the thing heaven. about this sovereign god that we serve 
is that when he sees that you are taking care of what he first gave you, he adds to you. And there are many, many testimonies. And I truly believe that when I take care of home, some way, somehow, he actually gives me more of an influence. I know anytime I do like a cooking video or my taking care of kids video, I get so much reaction from that. And I'm like, wow. People actually even want to see me do those kind of things more than actually preach. Mm -hmm. But that's how God works. When he sees that you take care of what he has given to you, then he begins to expand you. Mm -hmm. And I know a time is coming where I don't have to take care of kids Mm -hmm. as much. Right now, I'm like 100% mom. I'm like 0.9 preacher lady, Mm -hmm. prophetess Mm -hmm. lady, Mm -hmm. but it's all mom right now. And it gives me joy to know that I'm doing the the will of the one who called me. And sooner or later, a season will come where my children will all be in college and then we can fly out together. I mean, you are, you know what I'm saying? You understand that it's five generations that you are supposed to influence. Yeah. If that is not important to God, then what else is? Yeah. Right, so God is seen from that perspective. I have five nations in this woman. Yeah, and if I don't, if she doesn't do what she's supposed to do with it, I can lose these nations. Yes, and so if a mother, in a mother's influence is so needed, and that is oh. people, people stay away. People think that okay, I want to succeed. You leave your children behind, and if you are not careful, you lose them. So if you oh. don't have, in our situation, we are so blessed to have a woman of God taking care of our children yeah it's it's amazing but let's switch to the men now yes so the men it's extremely important as well too man of god or not i know many men of god who fail they fail miserably when it comes to family and i think one of the things is also understanding their ministry too that they have children because their identities are established through men and so many men of God fail in the name of I'm, I'm taking care of a church, but also your first ministry is your children. I mean that is that should be that should be wisdom, right? That should be, it, it's 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 so bad for you to be going down healing other people, casting out demons, and you come home and your child have a demon in them. My goodness, right? So that Jesus. means that you you losing the battle. The mm-hmm. enemy has brought a battle into your into bedroom, your mm-hmm. into your into your living room. Mm-hmm into your house Mm -hmm. and so i think it's only wise for you to make sure that your children are taken care of Mm -hmm. and that's why paul also says that if you can't take care of your home Home, don't even try to be anything outside i want to be a full-time dad a full-time pastor i I don't think that i want any separation Mm -hmm. i want to be able to be there for my children uh pick them up when i need to play with them um you know by god's grace god has given me a grace to be able to sometimes play with them and then all of a sudden i have bible studies to go and teach Mm -hmm. but I don't say separate myself too much mm-hmm. from my children. Mm-hmm. I make it work. While I'm playing with them, I'm meditating. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm making it work because I don't want to be in a situation where I'm neglecting my family mm-hmm. to just focus on the ministry. I mm-hmm. want to be able to do it together. And that's uh, why it's true. Happy wife, really happy life. And not just for show. I can genuinely say that I'm happy because you've learned how to be a genuine man, husband, father in the home. And so it actually reflects in your preachings, in your teachings, and even how you relate with other people. And so most of the time you can indicate a bad pastor, that they are a bad husband and a horrible dad. Because that is what they're doing at home. 
And so they don't really know how to pastor people. Mm -hmm. They just know the word, preach it, revelate it, but it doesn't marinate in them. Yeah, it's amazing because those are the three responsibilities, right? The two responsibilities. Number one, you first have your first responsibility is to be a husband. Your family. And your, yep. your, 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 your second one is to be a father. Mm -hmm. And if you're failing as a husband, you're failing as a, as, a, as, a, as a father, then what else do you have? as a man and the uh, misconception is oh i've been married 30 years and so i'm good but not every 30 years was quality that's why it's very important to discern when people be like oh i've been married for a while this and that i'm like what is the quality of your 30 mm -hmm. or 50 years mm -hmm. that's what i want to know that's what you want to know you know right did you do it the kingdom way yeah because truly god god first priority is family mm -hmm. so from adam he made Eve, mm -hmm. and then from Eve, children came. Mm -hmm. And so that is God's priority. When mm -hmm. we're talking about kingdom man, that's kingdom man. Mm -hmm. Kingdom man is to make you are, your first responsibility is to be, number one, be, be a family mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. Because through the family, a nation is built. Mm -hmm. A nation is created through mm -hmm. a family. And your first influence should be in your home. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be that you are so influential out there that your children don't even respect you. They don't. And it happens all yeah. the time. That your wife don't even respect you. Yeah. And I pray that our generation would change this, yes, Lord, this, you know, yeah. this rhetoric, whatever yeah. it is, out there. Because they say that pastor's children are bad. Not my they, kids. They, I they, rebuke our that. Our generation changed that kind of saying. Going to have some anointed, yeah. highly successful, highly influential children. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Because the Bible said that the children of the, the righteous are blessed. Blessed. So our children have to be, they have, to, all of them. Yes. They yes. have to be blessed. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so, five years, it's been awesome. Mm -hmm. What are we expecting in the next five years? I know for one, Prayer City, we're about to be in oh, there. Yes. Oh, yes. I believe that the first agenda is to make sure that our church, building from the scratch, by God's grace, uh, we're able to buy a property. We buy. We bought a 15 acre property, uh, land that we are going to build a church mm -hmm. on. And so, within from now to the next five years, uh, we are expecting to build build that church building mm -hmm. on that on that land. Yes. Um, not only that, uh, we're also expecting uh, you know many things that we want to do. I think I've, we've been sharing our ideas. Uh, mm -hmm. I believe God is placing some things in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Talking about education. Yeah. Um, I believe that KFT will definitely will move into having our own school mm -hmm. because especially now, look at the world we are living in. Mm -hmm. If we, as the as the body of Christ, if we don't start raising our children or teaching our children, educating our children, we will lose them to the devil. Yeah. And so I think that is one of the areas that is really on my heart. Yeah. And we've been sharing this idea that, you know, I believe that God is going to move us into that place where as a church, after we have built our, our church building, we can also have a school within the next Yeah, years. I believe building an ecosystem, uh, Christocracy, Christocracy, I think it's very important. I'm talking about banks and all of that, God willing, I pray. Um, but one thing also that we've really been sharing is, you know, God gave us this term, the Gentile anointing. Mm. And that is the anointing to be able to draw people and souls mm -hmm. in. And I think one thing that I really want us to move in full force is an evangelistic type of movement where I'm talking about like the prostitutes, the whoremongers. They really come and you see a transformation in them. Because I think a misconception too with 
everybody's church, they always think somebody wants their members. And that's one of the things that we've had to deal with a lot in the past five years. But the reality is our heart really truly wants new souls. Like I want to be able to see somebody who came in like desolate, found Christ, and now they carry so much influence, they can build Prayer City on their own. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe, I mean, God has given us people who were very fresh. Oh, yeah. We have many oh, testimonies. Yeah. Their yeah. lives really have transformed. We're going to have to do an affliction line because oh, yes. the afflicted people versus now, oh, yes. now they all shiny, yeah. living yeah. their best lives. Nicely and Must be nice. Job and all that. Uh, but talking about the, the Gentile anointing, mm -hmm. going back to the, it's a great commission. I believe mm -hmm. that if God is going to move us, and that is, you know, when God starts moving into that realm, that mm -hmm. means that He's He's enlarging on your capacity mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. a ministry. Mm -hmm. And so we have to have an evangelistic kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we have to preach mm -hmm. in our church mm -hmm. from now. That should be one of the priorities. That should be a priority. Yeah. Making sure that the members who are to go out there to bring the souls understand the benefit of evangelism uh, because yeah. without it number one it is the bible said it, it is only wise to be a soul winner yes and so we have to have souls in our mind mm -hmm. and bringing people that are you know the the the, the drug addicts um the prostitutes everybody, everybody people who don't belong us. um anywhere the yes. people who don't believe in christ people who used to go to church don't go to church anymore people who have said that they've never seen a miracle. We want everybody at this point. And I think God does a good job of bringing people. Our church consists of people who fly in from L.A., fly in from the U.K., fly in from all parts of the world just to experience what God is doing. So I believe that you're right. God wants to expand it even more. And I think the church as a whole, not just KFT, the body of Christ, has sometimes become so religious. They talk down on people instead of even rebuking in love in the name of I'm trying to shake the table type of sermons. Mm -hmm. But instead of actually preaching a love gospel and preaching and rebuking in love, mm -hmm. I think the church as a whole doesn't do a good job. And that is why God wants us to redo uh, this whole thing. And that's what messes up a lot of people about KFT. They're like, how are you trying to like reorganize this religious standard that we've had all this time? But they don't know we move and we shake yeah. based on the Holy Spirit. I mean, we, we the, the scriptures being the truth of everything. Yeah. We base everything that we do based on the scriptures. Scriptures, yep. I believe that the truth, when you preach the truth in love, that's the key. Yeah. We had people who are homosexuals, people mm -hmm. who are... Who, who are, who are, but we, Aborting left yes. to right, scamming left to right. But we never talked down on them. We actually no. spoke the truth yeah. to them in love. Mm -hmm. I, you know, welcome them now. God, by God's grace, God have changed their mm -hmm. life. You know, mm -hmm. they have, the, the spirit, that spirit has left them. Yeah. They have been delivered, and God is now using them. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think I love that what you said. So we, we I believe that God used that, those kind of people. You to like everything us. that I say. Yes. All right. So it actually opened. It, I believe that in the next five years from now, God is going to move us into a very mega atmosphere. Talk about mega church atmosphere, because when you start moving in an evangelistic mindset, souls are going to draw into your church from everywhere. Yeah. And that will cause us to maybe move, which will also move in double multiple services. Yeah. As we go in, because I believe that it's gonna, we're going to have an overflow. Yeah. And I really want us to be able to influence 
the church now. You know, I pray, I really do pray that God gives us a huge influence, not on a shallow level influence in the kingdom, in the kingdom of God that will even infiltrate the world. Mm. And I don't say that on a shallow level, just so our names could be, you know, glorified. But I really do truly believe that you and I, we both have a heart where we want God to be so magnified that everyone knows he's mm. so real. Mm. And I I believe that as we teach, and most people love our teachings because they say we break it down and even our rebukes feel like love. And I really pray that it somehow infiltrates the system and people begin to really, really not just want a hippie gospel, Jesus is love. But I'm telling you the truth. If you do this, this is the consequences. There's warfare there. There are demons. Demons are real. They will choke you out if you're not careful. Uh, generational curses and generational wealth, they're all things that are real. But if we can do it in love and we can infiltrate the whole kingdom, I think we're winning. I think anything that you do that the Holy Spirit is backing, mm -hmm. you have a good result. Yes. Yes. You can preach yes. that message and you're preaching it and the Holy Spirit is backing whatever you are preaching. Trust me, the people, it will, he will interpret everything to everyone differently. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, you know, the power of the Holy Ghost working in our mm -hmm. ministry. And, um, yesterday I, ma I mentioned something that if you, if you don't have power, if you have not been empowered, mm -hmm. don't go and confront the yep. enemy. Yeah, You know. And that's a real thing. But there's also... People who will make it say, oh, there's no demons out there. There's nothing, you know, resisting you. If you haven't gotten a job and you have a college degree and it's been about five years, that's a resistance. That's a resistance. And that's a gospel that needs to be preached, that God is there to redeem you. He's also there to save you. And he's also there to take you to the next mm. level. But these are all the dimensions that should be preached. Mm. And I think our church, because we preach all dimensions, we get a lot of flack. Like, oh, you're always talking about demons because those things are real. But that is that is also this is where people can also change their message. Yeah. Like I, Gideon was a mighty man mm -hmm, of God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm a warfare kind of guy. Yeah. It's, it's a warfare ministry. It's a warfare ministry. Yeah. And so don't come on the midnight or you're trying to pray for. Because we've been through the wire. You understand? And you know? Especially the reason why we even have midnight. Midnight is, even if you look at the, the clock, the, the time, the, the prayer watch, mm -hmm. the midnight is the night of warfare. Warfare. So don't expect any other kind of prayer than warfare prayers at the midnight hour. Because we don't do hippie prayers. You understand? Sorry. So, uh, people need to understand the kind of ministry we have. Now, mm -hmm. there's other ministries. People have different graces. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, that you can go there, that's where you have been called to. Mm -hmm. But the people God has brought us, they need this kind of prayers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they are in need of it. You know, people have been calling yeah. and they're like, oh, we, I need this kind I of prayers. Where are it. you guys? You know, like, I need, I need it. this. I'm and, dying here. And that's we can wrap up with this about understanding that we are all parts of the body. And so if yours is a hippie message, maybe those kind of people need that love message. They actually need it. And then you got people who come from Dichemso in Ghana somewhere who actually need warfare. Altars. People you are know? coming from backgrounds that are all you know, foundation. Yeah. They have people they have foundation, people yeah. foundations. 
those people will never break through until those foundations are broken. Yeah. Look at the, the salutation. Yeah. Oh, mighty, oh, the Lord is be with you, oh, mighty man of valor. He said, no, the Lord be with me. Mm -hmm. He said, my family is the poorest, That's, number one. Yeah. We are the weakest. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? Why are they weakest? Number one, the reason why is because there's an altar in his father's house. Yeah. It has made them weak. It has made them poor. Somewhere so, in Puerto Plata in the Dominican Republic right? where there's an altar raised in some bush for you. See? And so if those altars are not destroyed, don't expect you oh. to arise. Mm -hmm. And so that is why God placed that kind of oil upon us so that we can help such a people. And I believe that as we are moving to the, our 10th, you know, from now to our 10th year, uh, God is really going to amplify, magnify and, uh, and amplify our voices. And we are going to move in an evangelistic kind of move where we are bringing souls into the kingdom and I, believe, I truly believe we're going to move into multiple services. Because KFT, we move, okay? Last question. Tell the people how, I mean, it's not a question. Just tell them how much you love me. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Tell them. How much I love my wife. <laughs> well, tell them. <laughs> I love my wife very, very much. Thanks. Very big. Very big. All right? Thank you very much. I love my wife and... Um, I believe that you know even God command us to love our wives mm -hmm. and it's, it's a command but I truly I care for you I want the best for you um, and so even when you are at, when you you only get to a point where I'm angry angry at me I'm mad because I'm like what is it that she's angry about in my mind I want everything to be perfect yeah so i get mad that you are mad i mean low-key you be suspect sometimes but it's cool yeah it's cool it's cool because i love you too you know because uh yeah and that's a part of our ministry too of this course. and we'll talk about that next time how we work together because yeah we get into it but it works some I'll way somehow how much you honor and respect me well i love I honor love, respect let me, let me use the word love because Love yeah. is interpreted differently yeah. for me than yeah. you. Okay. Well, I love and honor, respect all the good things about my husband. Um, he's just a man that carries presence. I mean, besides the fact that you find fine, like you carry anointing. Are you anointed for battle? You anointed for fatherhood? You anointed for husbandry? And you real about it too. You're not fake. That's one thing about you. I can't fake it. I, my man, so right now, you see this, how you sitting? That's who you are. <laughs> Minding your business. And I appreciate that about you. <laughs> so not take me to a place where we go, go counsel. I mean, I'll speak the truth. Yeah. I'm a truth type of guy. Yeah. So Counseling, you got to tell the truth. Right? If I'm preaching, I always, I can't lie. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, babe, I literally stare you down at the altar. I'm like, don't say that, babe. He's like, no, 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 no. Some of y'all, your breath. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, do you feel the burn? Like, I literally stare you down. I'm like, don't say it. Don't say it, babe. Don't say it. Don't say it. And then you say it. And then you just mind your business in your slippers on the pulpit, just preaching on a Friday. Must be nice to me. <laughs> Must be nice to you. It is what it is. I think um, I don't like lying. Yeah. But I feel like lying it, cause, it it takes so much out of you. It takes so much out of me. I even have a story to tell you, but I'll tell you offline. 
Alright. Yeah. Okay. I went and told the truth to the I've been telling the truth since I was young, but I went to see. Yeah, something. you have the wrong person. When people yeah. be like, Oh, Apostle, do you like my hair? I'm like, don't ask that question. <laughs> don't ask the question. Just leave it alone. Ask me, you know, I'm the nice one. But you giving what it's supposed to give. So I appreciate you for that. Well, Thank you. Five years strong. Yes. Five years strong. You've been in you've church because you've been ministering since oh nine oh eight. Yeah, I, believe, I, I would say 10, uh, 2009, yeah. Yeah, nine. We both, you see, it was just a puzzle yeah. made in heaven. Yeah, so we've been, we've been doing oh, this. 09, oh, 09. By God's grace, we've been doing it. Um, and to have you also, you know, being able to push out five children, for for me as a as a as a husband, I mean that we I really appreciate you for that. Thank you. And, the funny thing, and also, the you're not a tree. Can you say how fine I am? That's what I'm about to go to. Oh, okay. Amazing thing that you don't look like somebody that I've had a child. <laughs> Continue. Yes, you look amazing. You look beautiful. You are naturally beautiful. Um, oh, thank you. Yes, I think God especially wig off and all, right? Yeah. And for me, it doesn't make a difference for me. That's right. Uh, you look beautiful all the time. That's what I'm right. saying. Good answer. Good answer. Wheel of Fortune. Good answer. Yes. I'm glad that God gave me you as a wife. Where's Black Love? They need to put us on their show. Right. I'm actually happy. I'm happy. I'm happy to have a wife like you. Know there are people that marry and they they, they begin to question themselves. Like, <laughs> okay, that woman has this. My wife don't have it. They keep comparing me. I'm happy with what I have. See you guys later. Peace out. <laughs>